Hello. Dave. Is that you? Hello, Dave. Are you there? Hello. Where are you? We're guessing you're somewhere in LA right now. Is it cold? Do you feel prepared? Are you running right now? Are you sitting? Are you thinking? What are you thinking about? We will help you. Greg and I are going to take you through a journey for the next 36 hours of how you're feeling, how to get you through this. It's just me, Al, you, and your thoughts. Hello? Don't be afraid of the sirens. Don't be afraid of the noise. Just relax and let yourself go. And keep running. Welcome to the official start of the Runner Podcast with Dave Fletcher. We're going to take you on a bit of a journey, as we said before, on about the race, and we're going to cover a few other topics today as well. Um, Dave, I hope you enjoyed that first pump-up track. Uh, plenty more of those to come. So, first of all, my co-host here is uh, Greg King. Yeah, g'day. Thanks for having us, Al. Yeah, no worries. Um, and what is your expertise on the podcast in particular, Greg? Uh, well, I'm just here to try and ensure Dave doesn't finish, really. Um, I guess that's probably uh, my main role. <laughs> you're essentially a demotivational coach. That's right. And Greg's, Greg has gone around the world for this before. Um, most recently, his job was with the Australian cricket team, um, trying to make sure that they don't succeed. Um, and he's done That's quite right. well. Yeah. That's right. And um, I, so- think, uh, I think uh, Dave, being Australian, probably has a tendency to cheat as well. I know there's been rumours flying around on the YouTube comment section that a lot of these videos are, in fact, powered by cars and fuel and fossil fuels and they're not in fact just manpower and wind and bikes and rowboats if the news corp gets a little leak we might know where that's come from yeah there was a leak a while ago that one of his shots was actually um, filmed from a car rather than on a bike which is obviously his whole premise um yeah. it'd be a pity if uh, the age found out about that wouldn't it He's, he's exposing himself to um, scandals being on this, you know, international uh, race right now. It's, he will be put in the spotlight. But let's talk about how, how this race is going to play out. So it's a 550-kilometre race from uh, Santa Monica Pier to the Vegas sign. Started in 1840 by Abraham Lincoln, I believe it was, um, who did the run for his initial presidency campaign. Um, back then, it was just a solo race. Now it's become a relay. Mm. Obviously, it covers a lot of ground. Um, I guess with that, a lot of different uh, flora and fauna to be encountered along the way. Um, just be really about some of the uh, more common animals to see. In fact, there is the Hadrurus arizonius, otherwise known as the giant desert hairy scorpion or the giant hairy scorpion. Uh, can get up to 30 centimetres in length, the largest scorpion in North America. In fact, uh, it's considered one of the most deadly. Uh, one, because of its poison, and two, its size apparently allows it to move up to seven metres per 
second. Uh, it's been known to prey on lizards and snakes up to three to four meters in length. Jeez. So you got to watch out for that. And they're pretty common, I think, um, for the nighttime leg. They have been spotted um, on that on that leg in particular. Yeah, that's right. It's actually said that its sting is only as painful as a honeybee's sting, but the venom LD50 has a value of 168 milligrams per kilogram, which at a dose of only two mils can be fatal. Symptoms include difficulty. So essentially what you're saying is uh, what you're saying is you won't know if you're bitten before you're dead, essentially. That's that's essentially right, yes. Jeez. Are there any um any snakes that are predators in the in the Nevada desert? Well, it's quite interesting you say that because uh, again, just a quick Google and you find out about the uh, Crowellatus scutellatus, the bull snake, the Crowellatus kerastasis, and the uh, diamond rattlesnake. I guess uh, take your pick, really. <laughs> yeah, and Dave's um Dave's obviously had hitting cans with snakes in the past. He's actually been hospitalised um in Bendigo for a, for a snake bite. Um, some say it was actually just a twig that um, put the marks on his leg, but he's pretty adamant it could have been a like a brown snake. He survived that one, so he shouldn't have any trouble surviving the next. Well, I guess that's true, unless it is, in fact, the Crotalatus scutellatus that gets him, because, uh, again, just a quick Google tells you about the nephrotoxic hematoxic venom, uh, one of the most venomous pit vipers known in the world. Um, again, something that is particularly frightening about these snakes is the speed at which they move. Uh, speaking of which, the uh, record pace for the speed project uh, set during speed 2.0 was in fact four minutes and two seconds per kilometre on average. Which that's is quick. Fast, but I guess next to a snake pit viper that's moving at an average speed of 45 kilometres an hour, it's not particularly fast. So they might be able to win the race, but... Might not get away from the snake. I also heard in the Speed Project 1.0 and 2.0, there was issues with wild dogs. was one of the main issues. Um, and the rabies vaccine was only taken up by 50% of participants, um, which was quite a worry to the organisers. As 90% of wild dogs in this area do have rabies. Um, <laughs> and obviously, um, the thing about dogs is, uh, being a dog owner myself, is the one thing dogs love to do is chase things that are running. Um, and obviously, that's that's what they're doing is running. Um, they're high risk, very high risk of getting rabies on this trip. Um, you know, they don't talk about the people who didn't make it on Speed Project. Um, it's not because it's not a well publicised event, um, but there are some. No, in fact, I've heard one of the rumours that the reason they have actually avoided making it a better publicised event is because of uh, the number of uh, attacks and subsequent deaths in the first year, and they thought it would probably be be uh, a legal nightmare if this uh, got any more publicity. Well, I think on that note, we can uh, we can probably cut to our uh, next song, uh, Baha Men, who let the dogs out. Hey, Dave. Do you hear that noise? That was the door closing. Al's just left the house. I guess it's just me and you now, mate. It's just me and I've got your ears and I'm not going anywhere. So why don't we talk about a few things? We could talk about laptops. Everyone knows they're dead. But we've talked about that enough. Why don't we talk about Facebook? Because you know what? I think Facebook's ruining the world. 
but I think you already know how I feel about it. So why don't we get some opinions from a few of our dedicated listeners? We've got the text line blowing up. People are ringing in. One three hundred seven six five seven six five. If you want to share your thoughts with us while we're going here to, here today. Um, all right, I've got the lights flashing. We've got someone on the line there. We'll just uh, get them in, see if they're connected. Teddy, are you there, mate? Hey, I'm Teddy, and I'm here to talk about yeah, Facebook. Thanks, thanks Probably Teddy. like, far man, this guy's gonna drain it about Facebook. Relax, I'm, I'm, this is serious shit. Okay, it's starting to fucking piss me off. Every time I log on to Facebook, there's always someone, someone or something that has something to say about their depressing life. Listen, I've got problems on my own. I don't need to take on yours, okay? I, I go on Facebook to get away from my problems. I don't need, I don't go on Facebook to take on your problems. You, oh, I'm 13, I got heart. No, no, go, you're 13, you're in grade six. Go, live, far, man. Don't tell us about your stupid shit. You miss someone, keep it to yourself. And nothing annoys me more than those boys that go into that depressing status and say, Oh, hun, inbox me. Oh, I'm always here for you. I love you so much. You know we're always here for you. Fuck off, man. If you're so curious to know, why don't you inbox them, okay? Mr. Oh, I'm always here for you. If you're always for them, call them, man. Fuck, don't. Fuck up my news feed because you know you want to get some pussy, but the only way is you take an advantage of her because she's sad. And then this is the, the second thing the people who post the awkward moment jokes, but they're not really awkward, so it's awkward that they're not that the awkward joke isn't funny and people like it because they feel sorry for them. So, fuck man, oh, like the awkward moment. All right, Teddy, I think that's enough, mate. Thanks for calling in. Hello, welcome back, Dave. I hope you're enjoying the motivational beats that we have rolling through today. You know, we're not only here to help you mentally, but we're also here to have help you physically. And um, during the break, we've actually had a few callers call in um, with some advice, people wanting to help you out on their journey. We've got two callers here with us right now. Um, Sarah and Sam, are you there? Hello, hello, hello. Oh, hey there. We're, we're definitely here. Are you guys uh, first-time callers, uh, long-time listeners? Correct. We are big fans of Dave, and it is just such a thrill for us to like connect with him in this way. Yeah, we might be a little bit nervous. First time calling. <laughs> I was reading up on your profile, um, Sarah, that you actually are quite a foodie. Um, and one of the things you want to talk to Dave about um, and help him out with is, is his nutrition on this trip. Correct, correct. That's right. So I'm, I'm particularly interested in knowing what Dave is fueling on. You know, is he going for the classic runner's diet of high carb, hydrate for that energy boost? Is he going the oats, peanut butter, the broccoli? He loves a bit of plain yogurt. I've seen him knock down a tub of Chobani before. Is that what he's fueled up on? Or is he going the Elvis route? <laughs> Fried <laughs> peanut butter and banana sandwich. Yeah. And what do you recommend? So the, the the tough thing is with Dave in this situation, he's in an RV for most of this. Cooking facilities are limited. Mm-hmm. Fridge space is limited. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had three items you could say, if he'd only eat those three items for this next 36 hours, what would they be? I'd probably advise him to call an Uber. You know, tell him to get Uber Eats and have it delivered to his van from their car. I think that's and, the way to go. Any cuisines in particular? Would you go Middle Eastern? Would you go? I think considering where he is, you've got to go the Golden Arches, the classic Mickey D's or an in-out burger. That's what we're talking. High, high-density food. 
And this is coming from a foodie here, Dave, a nutritionist specialist. Um, doesn't only photograph food, but also eats it herself. Um, she knows the business. Yep. She's yep. one of those rarefied creatures that actually eats. Um, and whilst we're on the story, uh, what's on the topic here of RVs, um, Sam, I believe you're, you're quite a, you're a specialist in RVs. You've been around the States before. Um, what, what is RV etiquette in this situation? There's six or seven people sharing this small RV. Do you have any um, golden rules? Uh, not, not really. I just think, uh, you know, take your shoes off straight away. You want to get those smells moving around the RV. And, you know, the, you know go to the toilet, not out the window. It doesn't work. It's been tried before. Uh, not, not what you want on those long journeys. Uh, you know, just keep it all in-house. Uh, so can you, can you poop on these cars? Oh, yeah, surely. I mean, if he, if he can't poop on his RV, then he's got a very inferior RV. I Interesting. If he can hold it for 36 hours, I would say it's a medical emergency. Well, yeah, you wouldn't be wrong. But I have heard the conflicting stories. A lot of the teams are going a no-poop policy for the whole 36 hours. Oh, my God. Um, based on morale for the team, they don't want anything happening, anything getting clogged up. That will um, ruin their downtime when they're not running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, they'll literally have the runs. You know, you got to get them to go when they need to go. Yeah, um, the run and jump might be a possible option. Possibly, maybe maybe Dave needs to have something before he goes in LA. Maybe he needs to lace one of his uh-huh. drinks with something just so he can clear everything out. Yeah, that's not a, a cleanse idea. I might before I drop him off at the airport. Yeah, before the flight, maybe. Yeah, I think you know, except fifteen hours on a plane. That's just what I want. But yeah, no, maybe that's a strategy. Everyone could be lighter. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's those small mm-hmm. thing that counts in these kind of adventures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's fantastic stuff. Before I let you go and we go to our next segment, do you guys have any um, any motivational words for Dave as he as he hunts down this next um, 10K stretch? Swoosh. Be all you can be. Live the dream. Live, love, life. One step at a time, mate. One step at a time. You'll get there. You'll get there. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I hope we have you calling back on the show. Um, feel free to hit us up on our social media pipes, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Um, thank thanks you very much. Thanks for having us. Love you, Dave. Love you, Dave. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us. That's this episode one complete. Join us next time as we cover all things David. Not a doctor. Shh. From your lawn.